Hey everybody, welcome to the In All Things podcast. It's time to see God in everything. Hello everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of the In All Things podcast. My name is Mitch Frost and I'm here with Pastor Steve Markle. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling pretty good. How about you? It's a different day for us. Yes, it is. Why are we recording on a different day? Yeah, because um, one of our production team members is taking off to go skiing, I believe, tomorrow. So, Mm, yeah. Interesting. So we had to record on a Sunday right after church. Mm, So you're feeling really good. No, I'm not. What are you feeling right now? Tell us. Share with us. This is usually when I just want to lay down and take a nap. Mm. But we're doing this. But we're Um, here. We're here. Yeah, we had two services. Um, Brand new series started today, Peopleology. You know, I think you asked me this before, do you feel better about one or the other? Some days I don't. Today, it was one of those days. 11 o'clock definitely went better than 9.30. Why? That's a great question. <laughs> I got, you know, it's one of those things where we got started and the crowd didn't feel very lively. Mm. And then I kind of got in my head because I mispronounced a few words and then I just felt off. But then other people afterwards told me they didn't notice it. But it was, you know, in my head. But then I just, second service, slowed down. It went better, felt better. I don't know, mm-hmm. more engaged. Yeah. Well, I know we've talked about it before with certain episodes talking about what it's really like to be a pastor yeah. and things like that. But man, it doesn't take much. Oh. Sometimes, some days, some days, you know, something could happen. And you're just still like, okay, I'm going to get up there and kill it. Like, I'm so excited. Yes. And But there's some days where, man, it, it takes like a little something, the atmosphere of the room, right. something that just really gets right. in your you head. You know, so. too, you do the same thing. And like a lot of pastors, I go over my message out loud multiple times. Mm-hmm. And I do it every Sunday morning is my last run at like six o'clock at home sitting at my desk. And it went great. And I was mm-hmm. like, super excited. And then something happened at 930. And it felt really flat to me. And I was like, Oh, mm-hmm. so um, prayed more between the services and felt much better than last time. And that's the one that's online. So hey, that's good. There you go. There you go. Well, How was your morning? Uh, it was good. Yeah, yeah. typical morning. Uh, my car is stuck in my driveway, so my wife had to take me here. Yeah, uh, but we made it in one piece, and it was—I think it was a good morning for us. Nine thirty, we enjoyed the service as much as we could, but I, we definitely noticed a little bit of the the stale uh, crowd, maybe a little <laughs> yeah, bit. Yes. I didn't notice you as much. I gotta say, I didn't yeah. notice the really well, thank tripping you. on words or anything like that. You sent but me a nice text and told me that I did good. No, but, yeah, but, yeah, but I, I just we definitely the whole time we're just noticing like, okay, uh, this room is not here. Yeah. Is anybody alive? Yeah. You know, I don't know if it's coming out of the uh, storm coma or something that mm-hmm. we got going on here, but this is different for you too because you're here doing this this afternoon and you got to be back in a few hours yep. for um, the well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. different. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so tell us about uh, this storm that we had in Ohio these last couple of days. Would you say it's the worst storm we've had so far? What, this year? Uh-huh. Oh, by far, easily. And it was funny, I mean, watching the different models, like I, we always debate AccuWeather or the Weather Channel on our phones, and they were so off all week leading up to it. And then in the end, I don't know if either one got anywhere close to being right on it, but um, i never seen, and everybody's saying this, never seen that much sleep, mm-hmm. like a whole day of sleep oh, yeah. before it changed to snow. And so if you didn't keep up with it, your driveway has like several inches of ice under the snow if you shoveled in. So anyway, we're digging out or hoping for some sun to do some work. So yep. maybe your car, maybe you can get it loose today. I hope so. Yeah. It'd be nice to be yeah. able to just drive my car again. That you would know? be nice. But yeah, it was kind of like the first couple of days after the sleet and snow was kind of like, okay, where are the plows at? Why, why are we not doing anything? Yeah. And then he realized, oh, wait. Let's think about this. There's so much ice and sleet underneath the right. snow, so there's nothing they can really no. do, right? No, I think your neighborhood's like mine, probably, oh, it's where it's bad. just like you're driving on top of the ice. Yeah. But 
um, you know, if it was uh, if Sunday had been Friday, we wouldn't be we wouldn't have been able to have church. Mm-hmm. It would have been that bad. Yeah, so it's pretty rough. Yeah. But we're here. Yeah, we did it. We had Sunday church. Yeah, it was good. Uh, our parking lot's rough, but the main yes. roads are fine. That's so right. Right. Uh, it was a good day. Um, so I know it's a weird for you coming off a of Sunday. Um, you just preached two services, and now we got to sit up here for a little while yes. and talk. Um, so. I wanted to keep it simple for you today, okay? okay. Uh, and I just wanted to talk about the series that we just mm-hmm. started. Um, and I want to kind of dive into some of those ideas, even the ones that you started this morning, because um, it's fresh in your mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's easy for you to... <laughs> and, and I know that you can't say everything you would want to say on a topic from the stage in a 30-minute sermon. So right. maybe this time will be a good time for you to open up a little bit and maybe just talk a little bit more okay. about this study of people, of relationships that we're mm-hmm. doing. So um, our series is called Peopleology. Started today, four weeks. Four weeks long. Right. Um, where did this come from? Let's go back there. When you started to think about February, mm-hmm. started to think about what you wanted to do, um, how did this idea develop? Because I feel like even just from a name and a idea maybe standpoint, mm-hmm. this is a really good one that we've had in the last couple months. So I'm excited for it. The bumper video is awesome. Got a lot yes. of praise. Yes. Um, if you're watch, if you were only online, you didn't see it in person. Right. There's two different bumper videos. If you're watching online, so you need to be here sometime this month. But yeah, so you know, a lot of times in February, we like to do a series on relationships and uh, kind of an annual thing, um, a month of that. And um, I look back and a lot of times we do a series that'll be very much focused on like husband, wife, dating, those type of things. But this we wanted to do that covered all relationships, all different types of relationships. So we started getting into it and I started looking at it. I've never really preached a series just about like what Jesus did what he modeled and what he taught. And uh, you had given me, loaned me a book that you had read in college. Um, what was it called? Master Plan of Evangelism. Mm-hmm. And that is where Jesus talked about having the three and the 12 and so forth, uh, the different circles of influence and how that was his plan for evangelizing the world. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of a jumping off point for today, the circles of influence. But then we began to, began to think about um, what what did Jesus do? We always said, what would Jesus do? Well, he would love first. So that's next week. Talk about how he always treated people with love, how he valued people more than anything else in this world. And then a week on conflict resolution, because all of, like I said today, there's no perfect relationship. Even Jesus's relationships were not perfect mm-hmm. because it had other people in it. And so how do we deal with imperfect relationships and conflict? And Jesus taught us a lot about that. So are so, you feeling excited about the series? I am excited about the series. Yeah. Even, even though I felt a little rough at nine 30, I feel excited about the series, really yeah. looking forward to the rest of it. I think, you know, today was one that people really need to sit and contemplate a little bit because mm-hmm. we, it was kind of maybe one that was making you really think about your own relationships and where your circles are, the, your inner circle, like Jesus had three, we might have three to six people that are intimate friends, probably if you're you know married, hopefully your spouse is one of them. Hopefully. Hopefully. And then you have a next circle of friendship where Jesus had 12. We might have 10 to 15, something in that range where we share almost everything with, but not quite as much as the inner circle. And, you know, and then we have next circle where it's kind of like people that we do life with. I use the example of, you know, your parents, uh, you have parents, uh, other friends um, that are parents of the kids that are on the same soccer team mm-hmm. or baseball team as your kids. So you're, you're friendly, but they're not like in the inner circles. So the the point was, who is in those inner circles and are you investing in those relationships like you should? Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of people really need to think about that. And yeah. so it's one of those messages I hope people will go home and really 
sit down and think about it and do some evaluation. Yeah, because something like relationships and like you said, when we broadened it a little bit to make it not just specific to married people or dating people even, but we really broadened it out to really anybody can take these principles and apply them to their relationships and their lives. Like with a series like that, it really is very applicable and very real, right? Mm -hmm. Like you said, with a message like this, you hope that people go home and actually say, okay, who are the relationships in my life? What do I need to do to make them better? Like that's what, that's why it's very important for us every February, if you do it every February, yeah, not always, not but, always, but, but yeah. to talk about this, cause it's, it's a yearly thing that we need to keep in check of how are we handling our relationships of all kinds, you know? Right. So, uh, how did the name come about Peopleology? Do you remember do you any remember? other, what, what other names did you have before that? So when we talk about, and we have a final product, um, there's usually a process that gets there and it's usually not me by myself figuring it out. So the staff together, I put things out there. We're going to do this. And we had a couple do you remember? We had another ology. Uh, uh, we had loveology, peopleology, and then there was an, uh, maybe relationology. I don't, I don't know. know. Well, that's what we got to ology means the study of, right? So, yeah. Right. So yeah. So I, 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 I think we got to people because we didn't want it to seem like we're just talking about like right. boyfriend, girlfriend, love. husband, wife, love. Yeah. yeah like, right. Right. Yeah. And then I think at one point before that, your relationship, the the series was Jesus on relationships or something. Oh yeah, yeah. I did. A sermon on that like 12 years ago hmm. and i that's where i got that at. jesus on relationships yeah, yeah. it sounds kind of boring. but hey we workshopped it and we made yeah, it kind of like this very cool peopleology very cool. this yeah. study of people study yeah. of relationships mm-hmm. so i'm very excited i'm i'm pretty pumped to see are you doing it goes, something with relationships and in, in the well with your students yeah we are uh we're doing a series called equations and okay. so each week's going to be like tonight is addition, next week's multiplication, week after that is division, last week is subtraction. Okay. And so and I don't like math, so this is I'm really stretching <laughs> myself here. Um, but this is we're just going to talk about our relationships and how our relationships are a lot like equations. What you add to them, what you subtract from them, that's mm. going to equal something different. Mm, and so each week we're going to have like tonight's going to be addition. What do you need to add to your relationships? And then each week's going to end with and this equals blank. And so mm. if you do this in any kind of relationship. This is what it's going to look like. This is what it could lead to. So we're excited for it. Um, We're doing something a little bit different this year where the last two weeks of the series, we're like, I'm going to preach twice. Um, And so we're going to like really, really focus in on different groups within the students. So we're going to have one night that's guys and girls night. Mm. I'm not preaching to the girls, actually. That's a good point. But um, but I'm going to preach to the guys and just really pull truth from what what does a group of guys with no girls around need to hear about okay. this idea of Good relationships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're going to do the same thing for girls. And then the last week we're going to split um, like upperclassmen and everybody else. And we're oh, going to wow. talk about some things that are a little bit deeper. So That's great. Yeah. Um, we're really focusing in on some things that maybe we would love to say to a whole group, but mm-hmm. eh, it'd actually be better if just this group heard it without right. this group around and stuff. So makes sense. we're not dancing around hard truths. I'm very excited yes. for it. So yes. That's that good. starts tonight. I yep. love it. Yep. So we're, we're doing equations. But anyway, Let's go back to um, the master plan of evangelism. I just wanted to talk about that for a couple minutes Good. today um, and kind of my experience and, and, and story with that book because it really changed a lot of things for me. Um, and as we started to develop this series, I remember um, you were kind of thinking through it and we came up with this idea of peopleology and what it was going to be. And I just kind of walked in your office and I handed you this little book and yes. I was just kind of like, hey, check this out like this. And you couldn't remember if you had read it before. I still don't know if you remember it I think it all. I did back in college. It's been around a long time. Yeah. So but your book had like, um, I don't know, 50 um, post-it, post-it notes, notes. And yeah. it with, with little writing on them that you had done and mm-hmm. other friends that had circulated the book with you. Yep. So it came out in 1964. Okay. It's been around for a long time. Okay. Uh, Robert Emerson Coleman. I don't know any other books that this man has written, but I do know this one. Um, and DeVee actually, um, 
we went to the same college and a lot of our friend group um, ended up passing this book around and he brought it to my attention was like, Hey, you'd really like this book. And I devoured it. I finished it in mm-hmm. like a day and a half. I mean, it is small, but um, man, I loved it. I, it was something that really changed a lot of my viewpoints on um, how Jesus was intentional. Like you said, a lot of times in your message today, he was intentional about he, how he handled relationships right. and his reason for that was because it allowed him to um, evangelize the world. Like you said today, I, I loved the point that you had this morning of because of his structure and his paradigm, his design for relationships. If you look at the book of Acts, which is those people that he was discipling and walking with, they changed the face of the world. Like right. it went on to be this global movement that is Christianity. It's the reason why, right. it's why we're we here right today. now. Like, yeah, right. And obviously that came from Jesus himself, the son of God, all those things. Right. But his design and his intention and his relationships just grew and spread and like wildfire and became this big movement. So it's pretty awesome to look at the way that he hit, yes. he did it. Um, but anyway, just going back to my story and experience with this book, um, Davi and I knew we met each other and started talking about struggles and things, if you will. Yeah. And, and one thing that I've always struggled with and always um, kind of battled in my own life is I'm a people pleaser. You know this and mm-hmm. you are too as well. Yes. Um, but... I was at this place in high school, especially, but I was doing the same thing in college without realizing it where I wanted to have as many friends as I could. Right. Right. Uh, Not for the sake of popularity or anything like that, really, (laughs) but just because I wanted to have a lot of friends and know a lot of people and be around a lot of people. It's just I'm an I'm an extrovert. I like it. And so but what happened to me, uh, uh, it was like a vicious cycle is I would give so much of myself to so many different people that not a lot of my people, not a lot of people in my life were actually getting anything. Like nothing right, worth right, anything, right, right? Right, right? Because I was so spread thin and right. so, so many people were my best friend, quote unquote, yes. that I didn't actually have anybody close to me really. Right. And so that's really dangerous. That, that's not a healthy place to live or, mm-hmm. or a way to be. And so I was, I really struggled with, th- with that in, in high school, but I didn't know how to describe it. I didn't know what I was doing to myself. Went to college. Hey, fresh start. New people was doing the same thing. And, and me and Davi had had multiple conversations about me feeling this way and starting to realize like, okay, this is a problem. I should have some people closer to me and some mm-hmm. people that are not as close to me. And that's right. okay. Okay. Yes. And then yes. he kind of said, okay, check this out. Right. And, and it just shifted a lot of my um, kind of view on, on relationships and friendships and, and influence even, and, and just the circles of influence that you talked about. So I don't know if you have a similar uh, story or any, or any experiences I, you can think of, but for me reading this book and seeing, wow, Jesus actually had uh, the three, the 12, the one, like he had these yes. different levels and these different people groups within his life right. that not allowed him to be healthier. He was healthy. He was perfect, but right. it's still, it's just, it's an amazing example, example. to follow. Yeah. So. I think as a model, I don't think he, yeah, he didn't, he wasn't influenced by them. So right. much. we talked about that, yeah. like, um, but they changed his course of what he was doing because he had these people in his life. But I think, I don't know. I don't want to pick on your um, generation, but I think this best friend thing, when I was growing up, I didn't call everybody my best friend. I had a best friend. I can think of periods of my life where it was this guy, Mike, and then it was Greg, and then it was Bill, and then it was Darren. I mean, I had different people at different times. Mm. But um, sometimes you could have multiple, but this idea of everybody, like I laugh sometimes, they're my best friend. Like, how can you have 12 best friends? Right. You can't. Like, I get it. I get what people don't want to single people out, but I guess you find out when you get married who really are your best friends by what order you put them in in your wedding. But anyway, uh, truth being, I think you made an excellent point, which I tried to make this morning, is that you you should spend the best of your time and the largest percentage of your time mm-hmm. with the relationships that matter the most yeah. and not spread yourself so thin. Yeah. 
And I think that's just one of those things that, I mean, I like to be, you know, like on Sunday morning, one of my goals is to talk to as many people as possible because this is the one shot I get with the whole, whole church. Mm. And I've said to the staff many times, we shouldn't be standing around talking to each other on Sunday morning. I mean, unless it's early before nobody's there, we should be talking to as many different people as we can. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, I'm not going to be friends with all of them. And I'm not going to share personal, intimate details of my life with everybody. Mm -hmm. And we have to have people that we can go to, that we can trust that, that are building into us and we're building. And that was one of the things I talked about today too, is like, mm -hmm. if, and, and I know this is um, one of the things that maybe got you to the point of frustration is you realize that people just want to be your friend for what they can get from you, mm -hmm. not as much as what they're giving to you. Right. And you can tell when you're in those relationships, right, mm -hmm. where it's all like they're taking, but they're not really giving, but they just want to, I don't know, ride your coattails or be your friend because maybe you're more popular than they are or something to that effect. Mm -hmm. Do you ever experience that? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. And, and I think it's just you get to this point where – whether it's a couple months, it's a couple years, or you have some big fight and you realize it and you're just like, I'm not being poured into at all. Like, right, like right. I'm giving a lot and I'm, and, yes. and it's not a selfish thing even. It's just a, a like, wait, I, I'm like, I'm giving everything and I'm empty and there's nothing coming back. Right. Yeah. For the people closest to you, I think it does have to be a mutual sharpening. Yeah, I feel like I, it's 50, 50 equal. Right. The time. There's no, times it's not perfect. I can think right? about each one of those where yeah. it's like, I'm doing more pouring or I'm doing more receiving. It's right. okay. But you you know when you're in a relationship that just isn't yeah isn't profitable, which is so hard to come to that realization. Yeah, it's so hard to come to that realization with friends that maybe you you did grow up with, yes. or or a relationship yes. dating marriage that you've had, and you're like, oh shoot, like yes, I I am the one giving everything, or I'm the one taking everything, right? Right, like that's that's a hard realization to yeah. come to. I mean, and and uh, one of the things I pointed out near the end too is. Do you have people in the inner circles in those in the three or the twelve, however you define those, that are pulling you away from God? Mm -hmm. You know, and the, and that's hard because I mean, some people, if you're, you know, their family members, that's one thing. But you know, there's sometimes we just allow people that bring us down in our lives, and that doesn't mean we cut people out of our lives. It doesn't mean we're not being a good influence and in trying to bring them. But should they be in the inner circle? Mm -hmm. That's that's hard. It's a hard question it to is. ask. Yeah. Um, so for you, I worth almost 30 years apart, right? I'm just I'm just coming out yeah. of college and graduating and moving on from that chapter of my life to now working in full time and getting into that new chapter of life, I guess. Yes. Um, but what can you remember from your experience, as long as you can remember of different jobs? I know you've moved a couple of different times. You mm -hmm. planted a church at one time. You've worked a couple of different jobs. You're a youth pastor. You're here now for 10 years. Um, what do you remember of this kind of ebb and flow of um, relationships coming and going, your inner circle, how has that changed? How have you had this moment of realizing like, man, I'm giving myself to too many people. Do you have any stories yeah, or things like that? All along um, I've had people that have been in that inner circle and it, it has obviously changed. If you move locations and people move that, you know, you could stay friends, but people don't stay in the inner circle if you're not together. So, but I look back to my days when I was in your position as a youth pastor I had four years at one church and then six at another before I planted a church. And one of the things I got criticized for, in fact, now I remember too, I used Jesus as my excuse, mm. but I, there was always a group of guys that I poured into more and that I was closer to. Mm -hmm. There were maybe my three or four at each youth group at each stage until they graduated. Then there'd be some others. And there was always like things in common. We both like sports or we liked, you know, similar TV shows or music or whatever it was, had things in common. But I remember there being the next group, like not the three or four, but the 12 
the larger then there would be kids that would be jealous mm -hmm. and say things and sometimes parents would be upset i remember one time in particular when i was at my first church a couple years into it i'm a big baltimore orioles baseball fan we lived in i was living in lynchburg five five hours away but i wanted to go to an orioles game and wanted to take a few students with me and so my wife sherry and i took um i remember doug and rick were their names we took them and we stayed at my parents house overnight it was like awesome for them it was like the greatest trip for them and went to a, an orioles baseball game and everything i thought yeah this is great and i got you know i'm a great youth pastor blah 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 until i got the 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 message from another parent mm. and said my kid was really disappointed you didn't ask him to go why don't you like him as much i love their kid he just wasn't one that i thought to ask that so when well, my point is, at times, there's going to be people that are hurt that they're not in your circle. Mm -hmm. And that's just something you got to deal with. So what do, you, what do you do with that, though? <laughs> because I think, for me, that's a big reason why I held on to this be yeah. friends with everybody thing yeah. for so long is because I was so scared of yeah. getting an email like that or, yes. or even just a text like that of a friend of like, yeah, hey. I don't think we had an email or text, so they probably just <laughs> right. told called me, you. called <laughs> yeah. me on the phone, which is even worse. And I but, remember, I, I, you know what? I, I it was, <laughs> In that situation, I remember his name, Rob, and I, he's a great kid. And I remember intentionally trying to spend more time with him. Mm -hmm. And I sat down. He like he was like right on that. He would have been the next one I asked mm -hmm. to go. And I remember sitting down with him, and I, I actually told him, sorry I didn't take you on that mm -hmm. trip. I really, you know, you're awesome. And I tried to spend more time with him because I felt bad about that because mm -hmm. people-pleasing, right? Mm -hmm. And But there wasn't anything. I mean, I get it from a parent perspective. Like, you know, I you want your kid to be the one that gets – picked or gets mm. chosen for whatever that is in that situation. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, I think each situation is different. You have to look at it and, and say, is there some truth in, in that? Is that person somebody I should invest in? I just needed to, needed to be pointed out or are they just needy and wanting to take as much as they can? Right. Yeah. I had a similar situation. Not quite. I've only been a youth pastor for full time, a little over a year, um, coming up on two years part time. But hey. Right. Um, but anyway, I had a story in college um, similar to that, where there was this guy who was in our friend group, um, kind of mutual friends, and we were we would hang out in a big group and all these things. And there was some tension that came up between me and this person mm -hmm. um, over the course of a couple months. And we, we couldn't quite figure out where it was coming from or what was going on. We never really addressed mm -hmm. it. We kind of avoided it, brushed it under the rug. And right. things just got awkward. So it finally got to a point where we, we talked. And he, he kind of looked at me and he said, you were one of my best friends that I've ever had. And I just feel like, you know, you're letting me down. And for me, I didn't know he would ever consider me as one of his best friends. Because for me, we were just acquaintances. We were mutual friends. We were hanging out. We were in similar circles. And it like... I, I can't, I gotta be honest. Like it, it like shook me. I was like, yeah. Oh my gosh. Like I'm letting, like, imagine you thinking somebody is your yeah, best friend and right. they don't even think the same way or <laughs> even know just, that you're thinking that. Like did you tell them that a little bit yeah. in a nice way. Right. Like, Oh, like I had no idea. I didn't like, like you as much of, as you like. Of course like you're going to be hurt because yeah. you thought I was your best friend. Yes. And I didn't know. And so it's just, it, it can get messy, right? Mm -hmm. It can be tricky to have this idea of inner circle and outer circle and who's close to you and influencing yeah. you and who's not. And right. people sometimes are going to get hurt, right? Yeah. There's feelings involved. And like you said, relationships are not perfect. People are not perfect. So no. this whole conversation of yeah. relationships, you got to take that into account of there's emotions and there's people and yes. there's, there's sin, there's falling short. There's all these yes. things on every side of every relationship. So yes. sometimes you're going to have those hard conversations. I mean, the people that are in that, well, the people that saw our, our friends video that we did, 
um, we did the staff, the six of us did this really cool bumper video Divi created. Um, but I mean, those are my, my, some of my closest friends are the people I work with. And we have so much in common because we have the same goals and we have the same, you know, values for what we want to see accomplished in Sycamore Creek church. And also some things in common that bond you together, um, bring, bring you into levels of friendship, but you're right. It is hard. And people judge what you do when you're in the spotlight too. People look at that and think, why are, you know, why them or why not me or all of that, but you know, you can't please everybody. That's not what we're called to do. Mm-hmm. And that's not one of the things we're going to read um, as we study what Jesus said in relationships. I don't think he says um, your goal should be to please everybody. Mm-hmm. Did he please everybody? Probably not. I, I mean, mean, he got arrested and killed, right? So well, I mean, the Pharisees hated him. Yeah. I mean, and he's always being criticized for, for what he did. I mean, was he criticized for the disciples that he chose? I mean, what was their um, qualifications? Not many. I mean, how does being a fisherman qualify you to... Or a tax collector. Or a tax collector that was hated. Right. I mean, you think about the people that he chose. I mean, I mean, just he hung out with people and spent time with people that other people wouldn't. I mean, his nickname, he got the nickname of Friend of Sinners, right? Correct. I mean, he was, he was the one who would go and hang out and befriend yes. people that society said you yes. should never even talk to or right. look at, right? Right. So, but they weren't his closest friends, right. but they were the people he befriended. So right. there's this balance because you, you know, talked about the master plan of evangelism. So, you know, we should have relationships in our lives where we are trying to evangelize people. Mm-hmm but they shouldn't be the ones that are influencing the direction of our lives. Right. Yeah. So um, this was one thing that I struggle with, and maybe some people listening could push back on. Okay. We're, we're, we're presenting this whole idea that Jesus had this structure for his relationships, right? And he had these close friends, mm-hmm. these outer friends of the 12, and then because of that, it went to the crowds and the masses, mm-hmm. and it's this whole structure. The book lays it out way better than we could, but mm-hmm. um, some people would push back and say, okay, but he also said the greatest commandment was to love your neighbor as yourself. And then, he, you know, he kind of goes on to say that your neighbor is everybody and all these things. And so how, how do those things live in the same world? If we're supposed to love everybody, serve everybody, be kind to everybody, mm-hmm. but we're also so sp- supposed to have, if we're going to be like Jesus, closer friends and not so close friends and people closer to us and people. So mm-hmm. how do we how do we do both at the same time? What would you say to somebody maybe yeah, who I, thinks that way? Because I've thought that way before. That's hard because it's, um, you know, we don't want people to compartmentalize their lives. But I do think when you understand what we're teaching and what Jesus was teaching and modeling, um, there is, we're talking about two different things. We're talking about the people that are in our circles of influence. And we're talking about living out the um, commands of Jesus, which Mm -hmm. is like you said, all the one another's Mm -hmm. love one another, serve one another, all those things. So one doesn't cancel out the other, but I think it's, I don't think it's that I don't, think it's hard really for me to get my mind wrapped around. These are the people that I want to be in circles with of influence that I'm close to that are building into my life that are making me more like Jesus. And these are the people that I'm trying to reach and I can be friendly with them. And I can, I mean, I can develop relationships. I have friends that are not in the church. I have friends that are outside of these circles and I'm building and I'm trying and I'm working. And sometimes those people become the ones that are inside Mm -hmm. the circles. I don't know. What do you think? How do you answer that question. No, I think that's great. I think that's a, you brought up really good points on that. I think it it is different. (laughs) There are different ways to handle different types of relationships. And I think if you look at Jesus example, you're going to see that like he didn't treat, you know, the woman at the well, the same way that he treated James, John and Peter and his, it is different, right? right? All these examples of Jesus. And we'll look at some of these in the upcoming weeks, but you think about Zacchaeus. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was hated tax collector up in the Mm -hmm. tree, you know, there's Zacchaeus and there's like you said, the woman at the well, Mm -hmm. but he didn't, 
they didn't become his best friends. Right, but he, he loved other, them and he, he served loved them. them. He and served he them. them. He spent time with yeah. them, but yeah. he didn't own, have an ongoing friendship with them right. where they kept hanging out. Right, right. Yeah. So it's different. It is different. So uh, we can get ready to bring this one to a close. I know you're tired. And no, you man, I want to go on. And, for and an also, I want lunch. <laughs> I, I don't know about you, but we've not, we don't really usually record. Are you going to eat something before? I was like, no, I guess. Yeah. So I'm ready. But we can kind of transition into our landing section here. Um, this is a very applicable thing. Like we're, we're really talking about relationships of all mm-hmm. kinds and everybody listening or watching right. has relationships of all right. kinds. And so, um, what are some real applicable steps or options or things we can give people listening or watching, um, to where this week they can say, okay, this is my way that I can redefine these relationships or figure out who needs to be in what circle. What, what steps would you give them or tips would you give them? Mm. Um, to really actually do that, carry that out, take this conversation and do something about it. What would you say? I would start by writing down the names. Mm-hmm. I mean, not, I, I said this morning that uh, anthropologist, a British guy in the 1990s said that you can have 150 people that you're in relationship with at varying levels. Obviously, people that know your name and they know you. And we all, most of us have that. Mm-hmm. But don't write down 150 names, but write down the names of like, you know, maybe the 20 to 30 closest people to you. Yeah. I mean, this is an exercise that I think we could do. Mm-hmm. And you write down their names and you take that first circle and that next circle. And then you say who should be in that circle of three to six or whoever and write down their names. And then the next circle of, you know, 10 to 20, write down their names. And then who should be on the outer circle mm-hmm. beyond that? Mm-hmm. I think that's a good exercise. I mean, unless you already can – N- nail it can i mean would you be able to just like spout it off right now you probably, probably need to think about it right yeah. um i do too i mean yeah. I, i've thought about it as i was preparing this week but right. i didn't write it down and it may in the whole thing i think the key word today was the word intentional i think that we often just go through life and we just react like, okay, well, what's going on? I met this person. Now they want to be my friend and now I'm going to hang out with them. And they've become a very important person in our lives. And then when we do that, sometimes we are maybe not spending time with somebody that was important, that didn't do anything to be pushed away. And we neglect a relationship. And when you start neglecting a relationship that's important, it'll wither quickly and it'll move. And then that person's hurt and they don't know what they did wrong. It's just because we weren't intentional. We just reacted to a situation. So I think... If I could, you know, really encourage people, be intentional, like do what you do on purpose, Mm -hmm. make appointments on purpose. I mean, I make appointments with a lot of people. I schedule time with people that want to have time with me to meet with me about getting married or something going on in their life. I don't, I'm not a professional counselor, so I don't have ongoing, I I can't do that. Mm -hmm. I can't, but I have, so I'm careful. And then people just keep asking, asking, I'm not going to be able to keep giving, giving, giving. Right. You know, you got to be careful with your time. But are you intentionally investing in the ones that matter the most in your life? So I think the word intentional is the word I would mm-hmm. like really focus in on. Yeah. Last thing, last question I have for you, just because what you're saying, I think brings up a good point. Mm-hmm. Let's say we do sit down and we kind of map out these circles and these groups of people. What would you say to somebody who's kind of wondering, what what do I need to see in somebody in order for them to be in those inner circles? Like, what am I looking for in somebody who not deserves, but somebody who should be close to me, somebody who should be somebody who's encouraging me and supporting me? Like what, what kind of maybe characteristics or things about these types of friends am I looking for as I sit down and kind of map out these circles of influence? What would you say to them? Number one, if you are a follower of Christ, then they need to be a follower of Christ. Yeah. And I think we're speaking mostly to people that are, that are listening here. And if they don't have that in common with you, ultimately, I mean, they may have other things that are in common. You may like the same sports or movies or whatever, but that's not 
what's going to change your life. Mm-hmm. So having the commonality of a relationship with Jesus should be the first thing. And then also, I think something that we even talked about last week in our podcast of people that have um, some high standards for morals in their lives, not legalistic people, mm-hmm. um, but people that like, if you have a high standard and they have a very low standard for what is right and wrong, it's going to be difficult. And you're going to feel like they're pulling you down and you're not able to pull them up. Or you, I mean, you have to find some common ground. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I think um, also for finding those people is common goals and values beyond obviously your believer. We already established that that has to be there, but just some common things in life that make you enjoy time with them. Mm-hmm. Because like, you know, I could have somebody that I'm, we're both believers and we both have high standards, but we don't like anything the same. If you have nothing in common with somebody in terms of hobbies or likes, dislikes, you're probably going to have a have a struggle yeah. to hang out and really grow. Yeah. So, see, I mean, the, the church is full of people that maybe fit the first two criteria, but the third of like, we don't have anything in common. There's a lot of people in church that mm. I love on, you know, <laughs> I love having them in our church and we can have casual conversation. But if we tried to hang out, it would be not fun for either one of us. And that's okay. Like there's, that's there's okay. an awesome side. Like relationships are supposed to be enjoyable. Right? Yes, you gotta, exactly. you gotta, like it's okay to have relationships where, man, we get along great yes. and we enjoy the same things. Like yes. that's, I think that is important. Right. 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 So. We don't want to admit that sometimes. I mean, especially as pastors, like, you know, we have, you know, you know, group, your ministry, you have the youth group, we have the, you know, small groups are in. And it's like, there's people in your group that you enjoy having your group, but if they wanted to go out and eat with you, you're like, okay, <laughs> do we have to do it? No, I'm just kidding. Kind of. Right. There's people like that in our right. lives. Yeah. And I think everybody has, we those. should probably end this before I say something. Um, Maybe I shouldn't. I'm um, tired. Yeah. So, uh, so can God be seen in all relationships and all things is the thing we always go back yeah, to. I th- yes, yeah. Yes. God, God works in, in everything. Cause I I've learned in my life from the good ones and the bad ones. I think the, the relationships that have gone sour that have ended for whatever reason, I can think back to them and I think, man, I learned from that. I learned about myself. I learned what not to do, what to do. I learned I, there's some things I wish I would have handled better. I was young. I was immature. I can admit that. At the time, I was very prideful mm-hmm. about some things, and I look back, and I should have been more grateful. I should have – I think back to planning a church and the people that poured into that, you know, that adventure with me. And sometimes I think, you know, I got frustrated if people didn't feel like doing it anymore or left, and I was more angry and not thankful mm-hmm. for what they did do for me. And I, and I look back and I think, you know, in all things, in every relationship, there's something to learn. In the good ones, in the bad ones, mm-hmm. I think that's that's where God wants us, you know. He yeah. works in all things for our good. So we can learn from them, we get better, or we can get better. Yeah, hey, there you go. That's a good one. Uh, yeah, a last closing thought that I have. There's the, the saying that's been around for a long time that says God loves you too much to let you stay where you are, right? right. We like to say that, and it sounds good, and it's yes. true, yes. Um, but during our one winter student conference, we were talking all about this idea of close relationships, the people close mm-hmm. to you and, and how doing life with them actually lets you like, it kind of sets you on fire and, and has you do your right. faith better. Right. And so we, we shared that, that saying of God loves you too much to let you stay where you are. Right. And we kind of added the second half right. of therefore godly friends are the same way. Therefore the people in your life that are, are good influences are pushing you to be more like Jesus. That should be on your inner circle. Right. They love you too much to let you stay the same way as well. And That's so good. as we close, ask yourself that question, the people in my inner circle that I'm close to, they influence me, they shape me. Are they pushing me to be more like Jesus? And am I doing the same to them?
That's right. I think that's, that's awesome. A, that's well said. End. Yep. Thank you. Uh, I didn't preach twice. So <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I'm thinking sharp this morning. Okay. Um, but anyway, thank you so much for listening today. Um, as always, let us know if you agree or disagree on these episodes, but don't just let them go in one ear and out the other. Yeah. Do something with these conversations sure. and let us know what, what topics, ideas, questions that you have so that we can continue to make this these episodes what you want them to be. So have a great week. Um, hopefully the snow continues to melt and we yes. can enjoy the sunshine. Yes. It looks like it's going to be a good week I think that, so. Yeah, so. we got a exciting different episode coming next week. Yes, very. Well. It's going to be a Don't Valentine's Day-esque yeah. episode. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it'll be good. We'll see you then. Um, see you later. All right. See you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the In All Things podcast. Our challenge for you today is to send this episode to one person. Seriously, think of somebody right now that could use this conversation and send it to them. If you have any questions, feedback, or topic ideas, please send them to podcast at sycamorecreek.org and make sure you follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Sycamore Creek Church so that you can always see what's going on in our world. If this conversation helped you at all, make sure you share it, leave a review, and subscribe so that you don't miss out on a single episode. We love you, God loves you, and we'll see you next week on the In All Things podcast.